Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Brian Matthews, your host of Psychologic. In today's podcast, I'm calling it Warfighters, the Other Guys. And the reason why I say Warfighters, the Other Guys is simple. It's because when you think of Warfighters, you think of SEAL teams, Rangers, Special Forces, Delta Force. You think about those guys. And I'm not going to knock them dudes because it takes a special kind of human being to put yourself, one, through the training to even qualify to be, you know, elite into or to that level. And two, well, you, the chances of you dying in combat is sequentially increase because you're putting yourselves in some black ops or some some really hazardous missions but i will say this while i was in iraq i was in what we call the talk or the tactical operations center as the battle nco battle sergeant now before the uh just a little um backstory before we uh, deployed off to iraq in 2003 i was in what's called brigade staff and we had fought the iraq war we fought this war for three years you know through digital simulations we fought it and so I was the battle NCO. Now, my battalion wanted to pull me back down so I could go ahead and jump inside of a launcher because at the time I was a staff sergeant and uh, putting missiles and rockets down range. But they said, no, 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 he is a part of this mission. He's a battle sergeant. Uh, he understands the plan. He understands the attack and, distrib- and the distribution of units into combat. So I stayed up into a supervisory position, if, if you want to look at it that way, more so, well, it's not a supervisor position. I was just in a status position or a static position to where I did battle tracking, updated information, and talked to different people, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, so we put, and I was there when we put those missiles down range. Nothing came back. Good. Go to sleep that night. Next thing you know, you hear an impact. You're hearing sirens, you know, so we're jumping up, trying to get out of Dodge, putting our mask on because we didn't know if he was going to draw some type of chemicals on I mean, fortunately for me, I was on the camp that did not get hit, but we could hear the rounds impacting. They were, I want to say, tearing either Pennsylvania or New, uh, Camp New York. They were tearing those jokers up. You could hear them. So we're, at the same time, we're like packing up, getting ready to move and uh, do the actual invasion. And it was like four days, man, four days of driving into Iraq. I'm talking about four days straight. I drove, I won't say I drove for four days straight because there was a couple of times I was driving on autopilot. I was knocked the funk out. You think my assistant driver was going to help me? Heck no. He sat there. He slept. That joker, by the time we got to our first battle position, this dude has slept in most trips. So, you know, I'm like on the berm, like knocked out, man. I'm supposed to be like looking down range, but I'm so tired from four days of sleep. Well, I know that's a bad thing, but I'm tired, man. I'm human. To this day, I can't stand driving too long, man. I get edgy. I got PTSD from driving crazy. But anyway... As soon as we get in our battle position, we start setting up, you know, all the uh, uh, forward units or forward elements move forward, you know, to get to their actual battle position, prepare to fight. It just so happened that night is when the really bad sandstorm came out. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, really? So the sandstorm was so bad. I don't think you can. It, you see it on TV. That has, I mean, you, you really can't imagine how bad it is when you have. Uh, sand so thick you can't even see your hand in front of your face that's how bad it was and so i go back in you know what did my rounds and whatnot before it got really bad and um my operation sergeant he's like matthews i need you to go out and find a soldier so we're talking about uh, he done got lost i said he's screwed i'm not going out to get that dude man that's gonna be two people lost it's a sandstorm it's like he's like sergeant you don't have a choice in the matter i'm telling you you're gonna go out and look for that soldier you know, I had two choices. I could say, hell no, you can go ahead and write me up, court martial me, and send me home, or B, 
go find that soldier. Well, for those who know, I did 24 years in the army. Walked away with a combat, um, with a bronze star from combat. So guess what I did? I went to look for that soldier. And I kind of broke protocol a little bit. I said, I went out, I, for whatever reason, I had a good sense of direction. I went out to one of our observation points. I said, okay, point this direction right here. I'm just going to just go this direction. Don't know why. Hey, maybe it was in divine intervention. God came down and said, here you go. Boop. Anyway, I said, shine your light. Just blink it, blink it, blink it so I know where my reference point is. And I started walking out. And I'm calling a soldier's name, calling a soldier's name. And I said, I probably got about 100, 200 meters. And I hear some crying. Like, oh, I'm like, what are you? And I called the soldier's name. Look, I'm here. I'm like, thinking, okay. You know what? He done got his ass whooped. That's why he's crying. Cause he done, he done got beat up. Yeah, they they was ambushed. So as I'm walking in, I bring my weapon up to the ready. From the ready, I'm looking down my sights. I take my trigger selector, move it from safe to semi, and I'm scanning my sector. Oh yeah. And I'm going down, I'm getting closer and closer. And I said, I stop. I said, you need to come forward, walk forward. And I was ready to light up anybody that came my way. Well, he walked forward. Wasn't no enemy. He was crying because he was only 18 years old. He was a kid. So I couldn't really hold it too much, but I was still kind of pissed off. But I didn't hold it against him. Got him back to the OP, told him to sit down, and uh, somehow come talk to him. So do you think I got any recognition for finding him? Nope, that was my job. Uh, didn't happen. So, but this, these are the kind of things I'm talking about. And then I guess you say the, the real meat and potatoes of the story when we were riding around Iraq back in 2003, we didn't have up Humvees. We had fiberglass Humvees. And I don't know, like I said, maybe I had a guardian angel with me. Um, I am third generation military, third generation army. Um, one of my grandfathers were, he's retired Air Force. My father retired army. And uh, my grandfather, other grandfather also retired army. So yeah, I'm third generation. But anyway, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe had... There was so there was there was a time when they had a giant dump truck and underneath that dump truck was like explosives enough to level that whole area, but they got to it before the insurgents could blow it up. And then either before or after I got to a position, ID would go off. I'm like, whoo-hoo-hoo. Saw burning track vehicles, like there was nobody in it, but I was like, that could have been us, my G. It's like, nope. But we, we survived many, many situations. And I always think that because of the type of person that I was, that the teams that I had, especially in my deployment in 2008, that they would take on my demeanor, my confidence, which doesn't make you an easy an easy target to hit. So a lot of people or a lot of the insurgents probably be like, hmm, probably not going to mess with these guys because they're really vigilant and paying attention. So, you know, I'm not saying we never got fired at because we did, but. No one was ever bad enough to do a full frontal assault on us. And uh, we, we took over intersections when we worked in a joint visit bureau. And that's when I actually learned how to do personal security because we were part of the personal security detachment. And we did personal security for generals, uh, dignitaries. Um, I wasn't high enough to do the president or the VP, but, you know, I got a couple of generals. But yeah, I mean, and, and speaking of the special forces, yeah, they called for our help and we brought down the rain because I was MLRS multiple launch fire rocket systems and we brought the rain down I'm still rain baby they call for our help so you know I, I got it like I said you got war fighters elite then you have the other guys us we're still war fighters but you can't win a war 
or go into any combat scenario without some other help because it's, it's a combined fight. You had to have the help of aviation. You had to have the help of ground forces as well as air forces to include uh, rockets, artillery, which basically is the shit when it comes to killing people because we killed three divisions. So you tell me, are we not elite? Within 30 to 45 days, we killed three Iraqi artillery divisions. I'm just saying. Not heroic. We're just doing a job. But I ain't seen us on the History Channel. That's why we call Warfighters the other guys. But with that being said, I'm going to get this out. I don't know how popular this podcast would be. It might get one or two listens. It might get none. You never know. But we'll see. I'm going to put it out there. I want to thank everybody. Every time I get a person to listen or follow through, Hey, you guys are helping me move my channel forward. Once again, I have this YouTube channel plus seven podcasts, different podcasting channel to include Spotify and iTunes. And if you want to find me on YouTube, just go according to number two, B. Matthews. And hey, y'all going to have a great day. I still got one more coming this week, so be on the lookout. Talk to you later. We're out.